Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Frank to his stein, Michael Howard. I don't know. I don't what do I say? <laughs> what even is a Frank Stein? God damn it. You know, like the that classic duo, Frank and Stein. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, man! I now I feel pretty stupid on that one. Mm-hmm. Walked right into I, that one. You walked yeah. into my little trap. Damn it! You got me so good. Mm-hmm. Well, between the two of us, we have made a shambling monster of horrible proportions, and uh, we—I'd like to drive him out of my life, but I can't. Well, actually, that's Frank and Stein's monster. Oh, right. Frank and Stein were the doctors. Yeah, that's what I said. The two of us, Frankenstein. Oh, yes. Have okay. made a monster. Mostly the last episode that we did that was just. <laughs> Pure evil. Yeah, no. Alchemized by lightning and sexual energy. We did it though. Yeah, no, we did we did do it. Um I I feel like we should issue an apology, but, but we don't have that kind of time. Well, you know, you, you did mention electricity or something of the sort. Uh we could just talk about it that gif you sent me for like an hour if we wanted to. Yeah, I did so I sent you an article first about how uh Let's see. Uh, scientists had created a device that transforms stress into electric electricity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I would just become a Pikachu at that point. <laughs> exactly. So I, yep. In in Slack, I sent you a a GIF. Oh, a, did you? A random GIF of Pikachu, and it is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. It looks like Pikachu strung out on acid. Um, eating out another Pikachu while fingering four other Pikachus. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm looking at other, like, gifts of actual Pikachu, and he's not supposed to have so many fingies. No, he has a lot of... He has five human fingers, but they are bad. Um, uh, Maybe human fingers? I don't... There's just something so wrong about them. It looks like Pikachu is having oral sex with a flute that he's also trying to play really really hard but he doesn't know how flutes work so he's just jamming on all just licking the the, the hell out of the flute the the pedal and he's just like in rhythm just crab clawing the flute buttons i feel like he's just eating the sub the wrong way though like he's grabbed it he's grabbed it like he would hold a guitar and he's just trying to eat it from the side like You it know? looks like he has an endless rope of Twizzlers that he's sucking into his bad, stupid little mouth, and he's just feeding them through, like, the the like lasso of Twizzler through his little bad, grasping hands. Also, he is on coke. Like, he's, like, he's <laughs> clearly tweaking on multiple drugs. And I li- think maybe somebody told him he was a crab. But again, like a coked-up Cunnilingus crab. Right, yeah. No, he was like... He was definitely coked up. He was on all the drugs, and they were like, yo, Pikachu, you a crab, man. And he was like, yeah, I am. And then he's like, he started making this motion, and but he's so coked out. So obviously his eyes are crazy. And then you have to make a crab sound, so you're like, oh, oh. I don't know if he, he is just vigorously eating someone out. <laughs> like, that's like he's chewing through multiple buttholes at the same time. <laughs> I kind of do want to talk about this Pikachu gift for the rest. And, like, why is only the left eye twitching? The other one is obviously tweaking, but the left one is... It's he's twitching. Onto some sh- 
He's on to some shit. There's also like a little tiny piece of spit that comes out of his mouth at some point. Oh, God, there is. You're right. Yeah. Oh, it like jumps back and, back and forth. Oh, jeepers. That makes it so much worse. Apparently, oh. the GIF is called Excited Pokemon, if you couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly excited about grabbing multiple, like, Oreos from someone. He just wants them. He, he, he There's, like, a full sleeve of Oreos just <laughs> out of his reach that he's he wants desperately. But this Pikachu can't have them because, again, he is a violent sex criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I, Pika, choose you, PCP. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Mike, what you got for me this week? Other than uh, this horribly deranged sexual deviant Pikachu. Oh man, you know what? I got a I got a couple a couple interesting ones. It's look it looks like he's playing four different guitars and two of them are with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to do the thing where you play the guitar with your mouth, but you also have a double necked guitar. Oh, right. So he still has to keep playing, and he is very small. So maybe one hand is on each of the the two necks of the guitar. Maybe, and he's vigorously licking the strings. <laughs> he's going to town on those strings. Somehow he's both Avid brothers, just coked out of their minds, playing two guitars. We can't even see what he's doing with his feet. I don't want to know what this pervert is doing with his feet. Are you kidding me? The only saving grace of this this gif is that it's from the waist up. If I had to see the raging hog on this Pikachu, no thank you. Not I just figured it out. We can't see what's going on off screen. There's a Charmander going to town on his balls, and this is his O face. God, I oh, okay, that's even... Um, hey, can I say this? Hmm. I'm proud of you for knowing Charmander. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm <laughs> this is very Pikachu's, happy This is you. Pikachu's final form. It's just coked out Pikachu. Michael, I'll give you $1,000 if you can tell me the next evolution of Charmander. Uh, Charizard? Very close. Mm. That's the second evolution. It's Charizard. Mm. Mm. Sorry, you owe me $1,000. God, that was so close. Yeah, whoops. It's Charmeleon, by the way. Oh, of course. Yeah. Charmer, 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 Charmeleon. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to know what kind of pervert that guy is. <laughs> Michael, what you got going on for me this week, buddy? Well, I have a very interesting job opportunity for you, Kush. Yeah? I know that you just started a new job and you're perfectly happy, but this one is to be a ninja. And I just know, I know what you're thinking. Be a ninja. Like, my resume doesn't really fit in with the ninja code that they're really looking for. I wasn't really thinking of my... Well, go on. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll fit it. I'll... I'll let, let's finish this up and I'll, yeah, I'll get into it. Um, But apparently there's a town in Japan that is facing quite the ninja shortage. They just can't find enough ninja to come live there, even though the salary is $85,000 a year. Okay, I have a couple questions. One, very important. Mm. How do they know there's a shortage of ninja? Because isn't it the purpose of the ninja to not be seen or heard? <laughs> so they're probably surrounded by ninja, probably earning more money than the measly $85,000 they're offering. Also, that does seem like a both a low and a high <laughs> salary. I don't really know which way to go on that salary for the ninja, but it's not what I would expect. Now, you bring up an interesting point, because that's true. Is this city short of ninjas or do they just have the best ninjas yeah or they have a very they have just like low perception skills on ninja the ninjas rolled a 20 on sneak 
Mm-hmm. Stealth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So why does first of all why does this town this town need ninjas? All right. So basically, the small city uh, it claims to be the birthplace of the ninja. Okay. It's called Iga. Sure. Um, and it swells from a hundred thousand to about a hundred thirty thousand for the annual ninja festival every year. Um, and so, <laughs> so yeah. 30,000 people come to this festival. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a weird way to say the population swells. Yeah. It w- unless it's a six month long festival. <laughs> um, and also, again, how do you fucking know they're there? Is I it like going to see Bigfoot or like a free flea circus or something? And even like I, if 30,000 ninjas show up. Okay. How many of them are 18 ninjas packed into one ninja gi? <laughs> I assume it's a lot. Well, maybe it's like, oh, it is like. No, it is over a month long. The Ninja Festival runs from April 1st to May 6th. Okay. So 30,000 people show up to basically see the ninjas. Uh, and I assume they just kind of slow down by like 80% so you can see them. And you're sure. still like, whoa, they're so fast and awesome. They purposely make noise. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But apparently um, the city is starting to lose a lot of people. And so they're trying to up tourism a little bit more. By basically doing more ninja stuff throughout the year. So are they specifically losing people or losing ninjas? Probably one in the same. I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess. Maybe everyone in the town is a ninja. Okay. Maybe. Well, if that's the case, if everyone's earning 85 grand a year to come over here, is there... What are What's the benefit of a ninja lifestyle? Like, why can't they get people to come hang out for it? Like, honestly... I would be a ninja if I could also get 85 grand and then, like, do I have to be on guard 24-7? Do I have to work nights? Am I am I killing people? This is the question. Like, do ninjas actually do a lot of ninjing? Like, uh, in Japan still? Like, I haven't heard about a big ninja battle in a while. Hold on. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Michael, you wouldn't because they keep it so dark and secret. Um, I actually did find something. Uh, I found another thing. Um, so, for, apparently... Um, First of all, the pay is quite competitive. This is according to, uh, <laughs> let me see, someone named, they don't give her first name. They just say Herships. Sally Herships, which I don't know why Sally Herships is in charge of recruiting ninjas. Um, <laughs> but here we are. Um, job has a lot to offer. First of all, the, quays, the pay is quite competitive. Today, ninjas can earn anything from $23,000 to about $85,000. $23,000 does not seem like enough for a ninja. It doesn't, but let me get to the next fucking paragraph because um, you'll see. Um, so $85,000, which is a really solid salary. And in fact, a lot more than real ninjas used to earn in medieval Japan. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. And if you don't take into account inflation. Yeah, idiots. Talk to Morons. me about $1,450. Yeah. Um, so Iga is not seeking bona fide ninjas to run around cutting off heads with swords and chucking ninja stars. Instead, Iga merely seeks... Quote, ninja performers for tourism mm. purposes. So essentially, they're looking for like the Times Square, like Disney knockoff, like characters. Okay, I could definitely do that for 85,000. I, I like literally anyone uh, in LA or or Times Square would kill, would kill a literal ninja with their bare hands for the, the opportunity to do fake ninja work for $85,000. So do they not? Do they not actually have ninjas or is is this like two different troops of ninjas? There's like the SEAL team ninjas and then there's just like the for show ninjas. 
I feel like there's, I feel like there's, well, first of all, if the salary range for the this specific town's <laughs> group of ninjas is twenty three thousand to eighty five thousand dollars, I'm assuming there's a B squad involved. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, Michael, if we're go if we're doing this in the birth in the birthplace of the ninja, in a country like Japan that is very traditional, very bound to Still, I think a lot of the culture from like the early, you know, quote unquote, middle ages. I don't know if I would play act at being a ninja for a pretty paltry sum, just in case a real ninja decided he didn't like what I was doing. That's a good point. Although like, you wouldn't know it was happening. It'd be too late for you. But the thing is, though, if I take, I don't know. $29,000 to be Spider-Man on Rodeo Boulevard, or Rodeo Drive, rather. The real Spider-Man <laughs> does not show up and, like, web me into the sun. Like, if I if I am an off-brand Mickey Mouse, he doesn't come over and slit my throat in the middle of the night. Okay, this is, see, now that's something I would pay to see. Instead of sending lawyers to go after the people who copyright infringe, if you sent the actual characters... But, like, badass versions of those characters, you just rough them up a little bit. Huh! I heard you were walking around being Mickey! <laughs> it's like yeah. somebody the size of the rock in a Spider-Man costume that doesn't fit just comes over and just whoops up on the Spider-Man on, on the street. Just, so just a worse-looking version of the knockoff Spider-Man suit, but it's just Dwayne the Rock Johnson busting out of it, and he just beats the shit out of him. You know the Rock as Spider-Man would make a bazillion dollars. Okay, how about this? So The Rock, obviously the highest paid man in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Seems like a lot of work. He's always in the gym. He has to be in all sorts of ridiculous movies. What if he just got paid just as much as Disney, for instance, was paying all of their stupid high-powered lawyers to send cease and desist letters, but it was just Dwayne The Rock Johnson going up to Times Square Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Mice in an ill-fitting Mickey Mouse costume himself. I mean, like, ha-ha, heard you're making jokes about copyright infringement. And he just beats the shit out of them. The, and he gets paid the same amount the of same money. The same amount of money, and he doesn't, just have to to punch, do what he doesn't have to punch the earth. Yeah, and he puts all of his wrestling skills to use, and he puts... Small business entrepreneurs out of work, which <laughs> is really what Disney's all about. What, yeah, it's really what they work hard towards. Mm -hmm. So ninjas, though, we we're there's not enough of them. So Dwayne the Ninja Johnson is what you're saying. I've seen the man move. I don't know if he has the agility. <laughs> He's not quite at LL Cool J levels where like. I don't know if you ever saw the that NCIS show. My parents love it. So I saw the first episode of NCIS Los Angeles. And LL Cool J was Is that so the one with the uh, uh, Robin? Robin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Matthew McConnell duel. McConnell. What? What's his name? No. Chris O'Donnell. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew O'Connell hand. Matthew O'Connell hand. Okay. Um yeah, no, well, LL Cool J was so big, he literally couldn't run. Like, his biceps were in the way of his chest so much that his legs didn't work. <laughs> and The Rock isn't quite there yet. It's just a well-proportioned beast of a man. So do you do you get any training? Or do you just, like, do you have to be, like, pre-ninja trained? 
I feel like you have to go on some sort of Ninja Warrior show, some country's Ninja Warrior show, at the very least, if you, if you want to get that eighty that choice eighty five thousand. Like any old schlub can, like I'll go and make twenty three grand over a summer. I'll do that right now. <laughs> Big fat white ninja, great white hope. <laughs> Basically a Chris Farley movie. I'll do that nonstop. Fuck, that would have been a great Chris Farley movie, though. I mean, he did make that movie kind of, but he didn't have to go be a tourist ninja and then become a real one. He was just a fat white L.A. ninja. Wait, what movie was this? You haven't... Hold on. This is definitely a movie. I'm not making this up, right? Okay, first of all, Google is listening to me talk on this podcast because I just went to search Chris Farley and the first result was Chris Farley Ninja. And no, that's not what everyone else... Beverly Hills Ninja. (laughs) Chris Farley clearly wanted to see Ninja. Yeah, clearly... Okay, Google... No thanks. Uh, yeah, no, Beverly Hills Ninja, 14% on Rotten Tomato. When a young American boy watches a shore near a village populated by skilled Japanese warriors, they raise the child as one of them and instruct him in the ways of ninjutsu. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he grows up to be the overweight and inept but very enthusiastic Haru. I do remember that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, very bad. It's a bad one. It's a bad movie. I mean, it's basically the Jungle Book, but with... The fact Chris Farley is but, as a ninja. <laughs> but it's basically what we're talking about here if we were to go there and try to be ninjas. Mm-hmm. It'd be like Chris Farley doing it, but probably less funny. Yeah. And so what I was going to say earlier, um, like I thought certain things would hold me back from being a ninja master, a, uh, a warrior of the dark arts, uh, full of secrecy and mischief. But um, one of my big ones was my body weight. Um, but then I did remember Tum Tum from Three Ninjas, and he did some pretty good work. He did some so, sick kicks. There's some foundational elements of the ninja mythos that I really fit into. Mm-hmm. There's Kung so, Fu Panda as well, which I know he's not a ninja, but not even no, it's a totally different be. culture. He could you be though, because he's got this. He's got sweet moves. It, Michael, there's there's so much more. To being a ninja than sweet moves. But that's like half the There's also tourism and cultural <laughs> appropriation. <laughs> this So this says that during the ninja festival, people will come dressed like a ninja. And that just seems like inviting very bad Trouble. stuff on yourself. I mean, it sounds like it's basically a medieval fair. Yeah. And I don't know why, like, I guess you need... When I went to medieval fair here in Atlanta... Um, there were just weird people walking around dressed like demons. So mm-hmm. like that was fun. Um, I feel like I wouldn't like, like if people are already dressing up as ninja for this festival for like one month out of the year, which first of all, being paid 85,000 a year for really one month worth of work, like ninja work, pretty cool. But like, if there's going to be, there's going to be prep work, come on. And then you're gonna have to clean up afterwards. I assume. Right. That's yeah. You got you got to sweep stuff up. Yeah, hmm. pick up all the hot dog wrappers. But if you are already like moseying around as ninja at this festival, like you have to work extra fucking hard to like sneak up on them and like drop out of places, like just the hidden hidden places. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then like they're not even scared. Like you're not even sneaking because they they're like, yeah, I'm surrounded by fucking ninja. You nerd. Why did you just drop out of that tree? Yeah, because just get- turned around and saw another ninja. Yeah, get this wire off of my neck. I saw you coming 18 years ago. Go away. God, you're not even good at sneaking. 
Did I ever tell you it's about the time I went to a Ren Fair and they had a guy who was like a like a Houdini type thing where he would escape from from things like uh like chains and straight jackets and stuff. Yeah, it was really weird. Um so we went to the show and we were like, cool, this guy's gonna do like some magic escapism type thing. But like yeah. it wasn't that, it was a very real escape type thing where like you could hear him like like dislocating things and like struggling or and like was it? Oh god, it was just like this is too visceral. This is way too real. No one wants to watch this, but apparently are people you, did. Are you sure you could hear it? Or was it just pre-recorded? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it worked. Nah, man. He was just hanging there from a tree. It, hold on. You're just hanging from a tree? Yeah, he, he put the, the straight jacket on. Uh-huh. He did a whole bunch of chains. And then he had a somebody hook on the chain to like a like a clip and then raise him up into a tree. So he was just hanging above the stage trying to get out of these chains and the thing and then try like that. So for on one hand, yes, that does sound visceral. And then one at the end and at the end when he finally got out, he looked he looked bad. Very bad. <laughs> I've been through some shit. Yeah. It was like watching somebody like honestly like the Jack Bauer thing where he like escaped from torture. Like that's what <laughs> Did you give him a tip? I gave him a big tip because he clearly needed it hmm. for all of the medical bills. I feel like that's not a good Ren fair <laughs> like exhibit. Maybe though. I mean, because they have like jousting and like people trying to hit each other with maces and all those other type of medieval type things. And I feel like some someone at the medieval fair there was just like. Going down the checklist, okay, we need two jousters, got that. We need some Maiden's Fair, uh-huh. Need a, I need a bear costume, got it. A couple jugglers, and a magician. <laughs> Just need a magician. Big old hat, big robe, walking staff. Need a magician. Oh, we got, okay, well, let's make two. <laughs> this is, okay, so what kind of illusions do you do? Oh, no, there's no illusions. I'm going to actually put myself in these chains, and then I'm going to contort my body until I fall out of them. I'm just going to contort all my bones. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to be in the places you think they no. are. And then as soon as you close your eyes, because you can't bear to look at me and what I'm doing with my body, I will appear behind you and say, is this your card? <laughs> No. And I'm holding up your fucking debit card and then I run the fuck away. Yes. See you later. I've stolen all of your money. Mm-hmm. Should I should have said American Express black card. I don't know. What's a good credit card? <laughs> I don't have them. <laughs> well, Michael, speaking of bad criminals, I think you mentioned a story. Yeah. Speaking of escapism and being bad at stealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so a burglar in Vancouver accidentally broke into an escape room i don't know much about crime Uh only what i've seen on tv and movies but i've been led to believe that most people most good criminals don't accidentally break into anything yeah but the problem is is that the people who show up in news stories uh in vancouver probably aren't the good criminals uh, yeah, that's fair. Same with Florida. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. See, we, we, you only hear the stories about the bad ones who got caught or the ones who were so prolific that like they still can't be caught. 
Or the ones who just forgot that they had a delivery of fajitas coming that day to their prison job and just went to the doctor and then, oh, Mm. beans, they got me Mm. after 14 years. So this guy trying to break into the escape experience, which is located in a strip mall. And it's possible he wasn't trying to get into the, he was probably just trying to get into the strip mall, maybe. You know, maybe he thought he could hit a bunch of them or something like that. But sure. When he came in, he accidentally fell right into the escape room. Um, so was he going through the, like the air ducts? How did he just fall in? Yeah, he basically like broke in through the through the roof, through whatever the the access is through the roof. Um, and he ended up in <laughs> ended up in an escape room, and he didn't know how to use the lock, and so he got stuck. And so, I mean, I've been in some. They take a they're tough. I've never been in one, but like the one thing it doesn't say is whether he panicked because he couldn't get out. Or because he, like, fell into some kind of weird thing where he thought he was in a Saw movie. I think he probably did think that because from what I read uh, the other day, like, he fell into this strip mall into the uh, into the uh, escape room. I guess they have three of them, uh, one of which is called the kill room, (laughs) (laughs) which is splattered with fake blood that has a steel autopsy table and a skeleton sitting in the corner of the room. And <laughs> so he uh, definitely thought he was about to die. Yeah. And so first of all, before I get into what I was, uh, I need to say in a moment, um, I don't know that I could ever mistake. I would never, if I saw a skeleton anywhere in like a strip mall or any day in my like real life other than like I accidentally found it like in the woods. There is no there's nothing you could do to convince me that a skeleton I found in a strip mall that I fell through the ceiling of was a real skeleton. <laughs> really? Like absolutely not. Nope. You just think it was just a fake skeleton no matter what you fell into? If, if it was just just bones just <laughs> hanging out like no, absolutely not. I would just be like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm in escape room? Am I, is it escape rooms? Because it feels like that. Like, is this party times Halloween? Because like, I, I, I just skeletons are just not hanging out. They just that's not what they're doing. That's true. There, it's normally just like a pile of bones, maybe, or like it's not just like a full skeleton. Like, how would it even stay together? Right. Like, may maybe if someone in in this cool fun experience had taken the time to like knock the jaw off or like. But no, like, no. Maybe if it was like a skeleton laid out on like an operating table and it was like covered in blood still and it looked like that there was a serial killer who just was really into human anatomy. Michael, really think about what you (laughs) just said. Every word you just said. A skeleton covered in human blood. (laughs) Yeah, like a fucking skeleton. No, but they had removed the bones from the human body and they They reassembled it. They just... they just slurped the bones out <laughs> and then pressure washed the bones. No, they <laughs> Unless there was a meat sack of human next to the skeleton and like a, and then clearly a pressure washer. No, I'm not buying but look, it. Look, it's not it's not like you can tell the bones have been pressure washed from falling in. It's dark. You don't you can't see shit. You just know that there's bones and there's blood stuff on the table. OK, I have. I have one question for you before I get to the funniest fucking part of the story that I just I just Googled. Um, how so have you ever done an escape room, Michael? I haven't. No. So I've done a couple and in it, 
you work in a group of people, like usually at least five to six. You have solve puzzles. If you get stuck, there's usually someone to answer your questions so you can do it. You're usually on a timer to get out. I want to know how long you like if presumably this guy kind of figured like I hope maybe put together that there was some sort of like clues to get out of this place because they reset it after everyone goes through it. How So he called the cops, though. How long do you think you would like try to like find clues before you? OK, if I broke into somewhere and. Even if I kn- even if I didn't know it was an escape room, even if I thought it was just like uh, an actual murder scene, like I would mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. try to get out first. Yeah. Yep. Because like, even if you call the cops and you did find a murder scene, like it's not like you're not gonna go to jail for breaking in. Still. Yeah, like they don't give you just like a well, good find, good citizen. Job. I it's guess like- you can go on your way. <laughs> it's not like a TV <laughs> show where you just be like. Oh, well, actually, uh, turns out you didn't murder that person. So it's, you could escape from jail and try to kill an officer and wreck one of our Jeeps. And you're totally free to go. Yeah, beat it. Get um, out of here. But so, yeah, I would. God, I would try for hours, probably. At least until I, like it looked like it might be morning and someone was going to come in. and Yeah. All right, Michael, can I please tell you everything I want to tell you about <laughs> what else is in this strip mall location? <laughs> So I'm just saying, if you fell into a room that looked like a, a, a movie, like the movie Saw, and it was all dark, and there's no mm-hmm. one to answer your questions, like you would yeah. just be like, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be freaked out at all. Just be like, oh, I'm in an escape room. <laughs> and so hold on, just I, I need to get in the character of me being a moron criminal <laughs> who doesn't case any part of the building that he's like crawling his way through the AC vents of, and then I fall into a murder room. Um, yeah. I would freak out a little bit for sure. Um, the best, the better part about this is that he missed one of the other escape rooms, which was built up to be like an FBI investigation oh, scene of so a bachelorette party in Vegas, <laughs> just strewn with like bikini tops and stuff. <laughs> so like he could have had a good time. <laughs> he could have had a good time, but he didn't. He had a bad one. He had a very bad one. I sent you a picture of. The room that the guy apparently fell into. Okay, I'm I'm very curious. Oh, that's that's not that. No, creepy. it's not that bad. But there, I is, guess maybe at night in the dark, it would be. There's like know, a mortician a, stainless steel table there. There's some there's some things five s on the wall that looks like he might try to shove them up my butt. Yeah, but it's also some nice exposed brick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like those t- those tools, I'll be honest with you, don't look especially threatening. Although the one does look like it's expressly built to be sh- shoved through bowels. Yeah, so, no, it looks uh, like a roto rooter, and I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's unclogging the drain on that kill table he's got there. That's got an uncomfortable curve to it mm-hmm. that I am not having. Yeah. and also just the then there's the like L square that like, what, you, <laughs> you gotta what kind of torture implement? It's like. Well, I just got to make sure this uh, this guy's taint is straight. I got to make sure it's um, all square when I Michael, reassemble these bones together. Michael, would you care to guess what else is in the strip mall that this man might have been breaking into? The local police department office? No. Uh, close, though. There is a government agency in this in this facility. One of those glow-in-the-dark putt-putt places? Uh, no, unfortunately not. Um, so, one, there is the store. basically... There are two pet stores, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> there is the Vancouver equivalent of the DMV, 
on the far left. Okay. Then there is the Utopia Salon and Day Spa. Then there is Canine Utopia <laughs> Dog Day Spa. And then there is... <laughs> Sorry, one second. I need to... Um, a bird store called Perch Parrot LLC. <laughs> Perch Parrot? Perch Parrot. I think one second. I, I Google Maps failed me for one second. Uh, oh, sorry, no. Parrot Perch LLC, a bird store. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So there's a dog store and a bird store. Dog store, bird store, and the DMV, <laughs> and a nice day spa, and then also and an escape, escape room. room. Strip are the weirdest fucking places in the world. I, I I honestly don't know how there's not like a bird massage parlor here. Can you can you give a bird a massage? Oh, I was saying. Birds giving you massage. Oh, oh, okay. So it's like a mixture of a massage and acupuncture. It's got mm-hmm. those little. Which, yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't know if you've ever had a bird on you, but fuck those little bastards have claws. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to believe that dinosaurs turned into birds when those little shitheads put their claws into you because I don't like it. Did they ever explain in uh, the new Jurassic Worlds why oh, no. the dinosaurs don't have f- feathers? Oh no, they didn't bother to do that. I think the the common one after the last Jurassic World was well, sure, but people expect dinosaurs to be like a certain way, so we make them like this because they control all the the genetic code. Oh, so oh, like, but they do do they explicitly say that, or is that just something? Oh like no, after the fact, it, it's kind of like winky winky. Oh, okay, said, okay. Yeah. Um. So, Michael, you have not seen the new Jurassic World. I have. You have the Jurassic World, the new one, yeah, Fallen yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've wanted to talk to someone about this for a very long time. The amount of money mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. spoiler alerts for Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom, if you give a fuck. Uh, but um, the amount of money that the bad guy is selling out dinosaurs for is laughably small. It would have been laughably small in 1997. Yeah. Like it's almost like literally Newman. Almost got this much. He got more money for most of these dinosaurs stealing the embryos than actually stealing the literal dinosaurs, the last remaining ones on the planet. Uh, and what what kind of annoyed me is it seemed like he was basically in charge of the company, which has supposedly all the more money than God. Billions of Billions dollars. Billions of dollars. And, and he basically sold out everyone and the dinosaurs for like $120 million all in. Like... He sold the one T-Rex on the planet for like $10 million. Yeah. And the 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 Indomo ra- Indoraptor, basically the Indominus Rex mixed with a raptor, he was like, oh man, we're going to get $40 million for that. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's it's like Dr. Evil level money yeah. they're working with here. Like like 1967 Dr. Evil. $1 million. Like, <laughs> like, no, like, no joke. The first thing they... Like, the first time they sold the dinosaur, I was like, "Really? That's it? That's how much?" Yeah, like I, like I would take out a lien on my house to buy a fucking dinosaur if I somehow got invited. I'm like, "Yeah, fuck, dude, I'll take that one." Yeah, like Whatever. somebody got one for like four million or something like that. It was like, "Are you kidding me? Four million dollars for a dinosaur?" If, if I could, honestly, if if I could get a Triceratops for $4 million, which happens in this fucking movie, I would do it. And then I would take them to my cool medieval fair <laughs> and make the best medieval fair on the planet and make a zillion dollars. That's the best investment you could Seriously, ever Seriously, if you, if you brought a Stegosaurus to 
just some middle America town and you just traveled, you'd be like, come look at a fucking dinosaur. You're never going to be able to afford to go to Jurassic Park. You'd make all the money in the world. People pay, they pay $100 to eat and drink at a fucking state fair. It doesn't have any dinosaurs. They're not just unrealistic. They're like laughably irresponsible. <laughs> like, yes. Like if if I was a board member of this company and I found out that this dipshit held one held a secret auction after like <laughs> saving dinosaurs off this island that we also paid for, and then he got only hundred twenty million dollars for them. Like, I th- I don't know how boards work, but I'm pretty sure I, I can illegal take a legally binding vote. To eat you. Like, I could just kill and eat you. You know what? You know what that means, though? That that movie literally cost more to make than he made. Than they made on on dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually more profitable, though, still, to make a movie about dinosaurs than to actually sell the dinosaurs. Real dinosaurs. (sighs) Do you think they got to keep the money when the dinos escaped? I mean, they had already transferred it, right? Yeah, and we saw, hey, win-win. Then he gets to get him again and sell him again. <laughs> he died. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just, basically, like, the co- you could either buy a Super Bowl ad or you could buy a Triceratops. I'll buy a Triceratops every time. Yeah. I just, like, I, it, it, it upset me. Like, I was, all, like, the movie was bad, so I was kind of already taken out of it. And then, like, as soon as the dude opened the bidding for the first dinosaur at, like, I think at a million dollars, I just like, I think I almost stood up and left. I was like, no, who dare you? Uh, But there is an article here. The low price dino auction in Jurassic World 2 may not be a plot hole at all. We spoke to experts to try and figure out how much Jurassic World dinos would really cost. Okay, so they make a good point that uh, apparently a dino skeleton that closely resembles an Allosaurus was recently sold at auction for two million dollars. That's the dumb bones of an Allosaurus. <laughs> right. Like, if I could have one that, like, my kid could ride to school and eat all of his mean bullies, I would pay any price. I would pay at least $10 million. But you, I would say, but you are you are dealing with, like, the underworld, right? So you're not getting, you're not getting fair market value for your dinosaur, because it's like, you're probably not getting fair market value for your tiger. Michael, you're not dealing with the underworld. This was the... Essentially, CEO of a major corporation auctioning off things often secretly to the richest men on the planet. It's not the underworld. That's just that's just the world we live in. That's capitalism, bitch. And capitalism failed. Man, like, and it's weird that like that's what took me out of that movie so bad so much because it was a very bad movie. And then like that happened, I was like, this is very unrealistic. Yeah, it was the actually- economics of dinosaur black market sales are what really ruined that movie for me (laughs) (laughs) not just the badness of the movie i mean it did make me cry at one point so it did that it tugged the old heartstrings can we talk about how it's not that hard of a decision to either let all of the dinosaurs die or let them run loose in northern california which side of this argument are you on like you can't just release a t-rex because you're sad on northern california can't you? No, like you can release the herbivores, fine, but the T Rex has to stay in his cage because he will literally eat <laughs> everyone. Yeah, they should have never made it in the first place. Why can't you just have a Jurassic Park with only herbivores? People would still pay all the monies to go to that. 
I did, I did kind of the choice between letting the dinosaurs die. We're really ruining this movie for everybody. <laughs> like from poison gas or letting them run free. I'm just like, y'all, I know these very specific dinosaurs right in front of you are still alive and are about to have a bad day. But their DNA is still really good mm-hmm. up in them bones. Yeah. You just make like, a new one. <laughs> you can just get new dino DNA. You just like like if John Hammond could do it from 65 million years away, y'all can just wait for the air to clear and pop on down and take a sip of that dino DNA and you're good to go. Yeah. And you don't need to let them just roam in the United States in a populated area. Can I say this, though? Also, the flying ones. That seems bad. I feel like the particularly it seems bad given what they did in the first yeah. Jurassic World. Where they just literally <laughs> fucked everybody's they day just up, including Jimmy Buffett. All the shit. Um, I, I will say this, though. The after credit scene, I am very interested in what these dinosaurs are going to do to Las, Las Vegas. No, look, I, from a movie standpoint, I'm excited they did it. From mm-hmm. a real life standpoint, like me trying to feel for these characters and giving the shoes of these characters, I would have been like, anyone touches that fucking button, I'm throwing you down there with the dinosaurs. It is kind of that nice, like, it's that movie logic of like the adults in the room are just like really emotionally bound to these <laughs> these big dumb lizard bastards, but they know it's not the right thing. So, oh, we're just going to let this kid hit the fucking button. They're like, what did you do? You released a T-Rex on the fucking world. There are people out there. <laughs> it's such a moral abdication of like your responsibility to the planet. Like um, the whole, like Jeff Goldblum told us, if you're not careful, they're going to be around after us. Like, And then you let the duck and T-Rex run around. <laughs> Like, even at a zoo, like, I'm sorry, you can't just let the lions out because they might die from poison gas. Like, you just just let them just out in the city of Chicago if they <laughs> poison gas in Lincoln Park Zoo. Like, yeah, no, tragic accident occurs in Lincoln Park Zoo. Real bad. But also, this kindergarten <laughs> was not eaten today. So, pretty good. <laughs> so, it's a plus. <laughs> It seems like an overreaction from when they shot Harambe to save the one kid. And now they're like, no, now we must release all the fucking man-eating dinosaurs into the world. But don't worry, Chris Pratt can talk to one of them. Okay, great. What if the T-Rex eats Chris Pratt because that's all he fuck? That's all the T-Rex does in these movies is show up out of nowhere somehow. The thing that couldn't sneak up on anybody in the first movie. And all he, all he does, does is show up and eat things. Yeah. What if that thing eats Chris Pratt? Game over, man. Anyways, where were we? I don't know. What were we even even. talking about? We went from the escape room to that. Um, Somehow. Oh, from the parrot perch. Oh, so when you started, when you said, when you said something about drink it up, can we talk about real quick about the sarcophagus? Oh, I, yes, I meant to because we talked about the skeleton in the room. Yeah. We need to talk about this. We this need to. Okay, so uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, archaeologists unearthed a like stark black sarcophagus underneath some ruins in Egypt. And people were very convinced that it probably held, since it was a very unusual, peculiar sarcophagus, that it held the bones of maybe Alexander the Great or some other very important thing. Or... 
Imhotep from the mummy, and he was going to kill us all as soon as we cracked this bad boy. Or open. Dracula. And literally any sort of world-ending horror that I, at this point, would welcome with open arms. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not what it contained. Scientists cracked it open, and what did it contain? All I know was, I don't remember what they said about the, the skeletal remains, but it was filled with this weird red liquid, and there was, like, so, remains sitting in it. And I don't know whose they ended up being or anything, because I couldn't get past the, the soup. So it looked like this big red soup of Kool-Aid and then like, I'll say this, from what I know of mummification and like just tombs in general, (laughs) them bones all jumbled up. (laughs) Like they were all over the place. (laughs) Like this, whoever was in the sarcophagus did not die at rest. (laughs) Yeah, how did it get so slushy? How did everything slosh around so much? (laughs) I don't know, but yeah, so it does. Just, it looks like it's sitting in the soup of, of Kool-Aid, and of course, Michael, you, you know the logical end point of the story, right? Well, yes, this is why I wanted to talk about it, because okay. people want to drink it? Yeah. They want to drink the soupy remains of whatever was in the sarcophagus, because they're convinced it has powers? Well... Yeah, gross, nasty, horrible. Uh, I think a lot of this is because of the um, the nature of the picture that was released. <laughs> like someone just poking a green like <laughs> stick into the fucking. It does kind of look like a full big of, ass straw. <laughs> it looks like a big straw. So I feel like people are already predisposed to being like, "Well, if that big giant is sucking that blood up, <laughs> I want some of it. Like I need it." Um, it does look like a stew. It looks. Oh, it does look bad. Michael, can I don't like what I've done with my brain? (laughs) Here's a question, though. Yes. So this tomb, the sarcophagus in the middle of the Egyptian desert Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a black box, possibly I don't know what what the situation of the chamber was. I assume it was probably pretty hot just being in Egypt. Did. Did it sous vide? <laughs> <laughs> Can it sous vide? It does. Hmm. And sous vide for too just, long, though. That's just what because happens. I need, I I needed to do it. Um, to pasteurize pig blood, you need to cook at 140 degrees for 45 minutes. This guy was presumably in there for a couple hundred years. Obviously, not at a consistent temperature because nighttime and stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably pasteurize this dude. So you're saying that they could drink it? I'm not saying I would, <laughs> but I I did find a Reddit comment being like, um, someone was just like, yeah, no, I've been around uh, corpse disposal before. Uh, just so you know, you do not want to drink this. It's gonna like you would come within 15 feet of it and want to die. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Led to rumors that the mummy juice quote-unquote mummy juice, contained medicinal or supernatural properties with locals anxious to bottle the stuff. What is it with human beings that, like, we don't trust fucking vaccines, (laughs) like, scientific, (laughs) like, peer-reviewed studies, but as soon as some mummy charts in its tomb, we're all like, oh, let me tap that real quick. I bet it'll cure anything that ails me. Give me that mummy diarrhea. Need it. Want it. Yeah. The, why, why is it that we 
have to either eat it or try to put our dick in it for everything. Or snort it. Let's not, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what? what is it to, why do we want to in, just ingest everything we see? <sighs> so apparently they're saying that it's not actually just mummy juice. They're saying it's sewage, which, see, that's where it starts to get a little, because it's like, why were, Why are you lying to me about this? Yeah, sewage from where? Yeah, how did it get what in there? You sewage, it's not sewage, it's mummy juice. And it makes me think now you're trying to hide it from me. Yeah, like if you're bringing lies into this thing, now I don't trust you. Now I need Nick Cage and National Treasure 4 to get on the case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know because I'm saying National Treasure 4 because I know number three is already in pre-production. It has been for the next, last six years. <laughs> so I assume number four will get started with Mummy Juice. So I don't really want to pollute the waters, so to speak. Um, so National Treasure 4, I do need him on the case to solve this. Benjamin Gates, he needs to get in this Mummy Juice and suck it on down. Would it be? It would be International Treasure at this point, though. Oh, good point. Good point. Well, you, I mean, at a certain point, you can't just the, these United States only have so much treasure to give. And I mean, I think our country is built on stealing other folks treasure. So I am very curious to see how he taps into that good mummy. Do you juice. know that? Do you know what National Treasure 3 is about, though? No, I don't. Probably some Templar bullshit. Um, but if there needs to be Assassin's- more movies that have talked about the secrets of the Mount Rushmore. I think my favorite one was National Treasure 5, where Benjamin Gates realizes that Teddy Roosevelt traveled to Japan and fought 18 ninjas, uh-huh. and they actually killed him, and then 18 ninjas became Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> in a suit, and were the president of the United States. That was my favorite That's National Treasure. That's the best National Treasure. Yeah. That was my favorite one. What were we talking about? <laughs> Mummy juice? Mummy juice, right. Where's Brendan Fraser in all of this? We're way off the reservation, by the way. What kind of evidence would you need to convince you that you should drink this mummy juice? Like, how many people would have to go before you and, like, have things cured or turn into superhumans or whatever? Honestly, I, I don't. I think it would have to, I would have to be first or nothing. <laughs> because in my experience, in my experience, Michael. <laughs> when the people when people who drink this shit or do like spider-man he he was the first to get bitten by a radioactive spider not the last other people just fucking how do you know he was the first maybe maybe like seventeen thousand other people died from this first listen we need to start a whole another fucking podcast for this he wasn't the first he wasn't the last i have a whole bunch of shit other people got bitten died though okay (laughs) anyway all I'm saying is I would have to be first or never because if if there were some mystical property to drinking mum mum juice, I would have to be the first one because I would want all of its power. Because I feel like if we're dealing with an ancient spirit giving its power out through like magical Kool-Aid, it rewards action, not inaction. Fortune favors it, the bold. So to speak. Fortune favors the bold. And I want all the mummy's powers, not just like half of it. And I do think that the mummy would kill anyone who like was mm. like so it's not, cautious about it's it. It's not like a radio contest where you have to be the twelfth drinker. No, I think it's you need to be that first person. like you need to be the first person in the corporate like meeting that is like does the icebreaker. <laughs> Without being asked to, you just need to jump up and like, okay, well, cool. Now, now you're senior manager. I I feel like it's first or never. So, what are the chances of you being first? Oh, pretty bad. Yeah, no, I'm uh, Michael. I am very comfortable. So you're just gonna let just... somebody else just take that? <laughs> Listen, what comes? What good? Like literally, 
ever. What good comes of stealing a mummy's power? Are you kidding me? There's nothing. There's no upside. Great. I get to live forever. Who the fuck wants that? I don't want that shit. That's a good point. I, I want this current reality to end as quickly as it possibly can. I don't want any piece of it. What, oh, cool. I have unending power and I get to shoot bugs out of my mouth. No, thanks, mummy movies. I'm not interested. I actually am really interested in that. You want to shoot bugs out of your goddamn mouth? As long as I don't have to taste them. How would you not taste them, you maniac? Because I just open my throat and they come out. Put my tongue away. You wouldn't be friends with half of your friends if bugs just randomly came out of your fucking They wouldn't crawl. be able to control it. Maybe not when I was younger, but when I was an adult. I'm saying, you couldn't, honestly, you could not pay me enough money to have, like, creepy weird mummy powers. Not interested. Like, that is the worst superpower is having bugs come out of your mouth, though. Yeah, like what? What are you even doing here? Like, yeah, no, no problem. You bring me like cool wizard powers or ninja powers, any sort of uh, like actual superhero. Like again, if I got bit by a radioactive spider, the first person to get bit by one, yes, I would become Spider-Man in a heartbeat. Love that. But like, if I drink fucking mummy juice and just become like, <laughs> here's another thing. <laughs> I don't like sand or dust. <laughs> and like the only apparent power that these dipshits have in those movies is to become a big floating face in sand. Like I'm not, I don't. And then like some cool, like Oded fair cavalry guy wants to kill me. But why, I like why don't that, you dude. like, why don't you like sand or dust? Because it gets everywhere, right? It gets, but if you control and- it, then you can control it and it won't go the places. You can keep it oh, out. Cool. Again, though, now you can go to the beach whenever is... you want, and you're not covered in sand. That's pretty good power. You need more than a sand to have a beach, and also cool. My only superpower is to get in people's like junk and make them uncomfortable for like hours at a time. That's not good. I hate it. <laughs> like why? Like what? Cool. The mummies have no cool powers. They and they dress like idiots. <laughs> Do you think that's? Do you think you have to dress like that just because you're a mummy? I mean, Emotep didn't, and the, the Billy Zane knockoff in The Mummy did not have See? to do that. He dressed up he he dressed dressed some, pretty dope. He did some dope robes, right? for sure. Yeah. All right. I'll, yeah. But still, his powers are just... If Brendan Fraser can kill you, are, are your powers even worth having? You know, that's actually, that's actually the best point you made all day. I've made a number of very good points this week. Yeah, but week. that's the best one. I, I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> Michael, we've been talking for way fucking too long about really bad movies. Uh, well, before we uh, before we close out, I have um, I have two things I wanted to read you. Please, one is a shower thought, and then one is just a really funny thing uh, that was. I think it's from Tumblr. Okay, hit me with that Tumblr thought, my dude. When I was around five, I asked my mom, "Why are some people different colors?" And she said, "Because God wanted lots of flavors." And let me tell you, that was the wrong thing to say, because for the next three years, I thought God ate people when they died. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> logical conclusion for a child to make. It's actually Flavors. what I thought when you said it to me. I was like, oh, God, this lady ate, kid, ate people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lady ate people, not God. The lady. Just the lady. No, yeah, no. Because God wanted like, to give me lots of different flavors. She was projecting her shit on God, mm. which, hey, can I say this? A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Weirdly enough. So she's an actual racist cannibal. <laughs> this person's mother is bad. Your mom is a racist cannibal. I don't know what to tell you. It just, it happens. S- sorry, random Tumblr user. <laughs> You've, you made bad choices. 
vis-a-vis your heritage. Vis-a-vis hereditary. being born. Yeah. Well, hmm. Make sure you think the billboards. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, it has been an absolute GD dino pleasure talking with you this week. It's been amazing. Uh, everyone, if you like this show... Hmm. Uh, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, Michael has been writing some blogs the last couple weeks. I'm gonna jump oh, in the yep. mix. I'm gonna jump in the mix soon. Maybe this week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll do it. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Michael's been writing blogs. You can find out those at goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. You can also find out more information on our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives. We'll have a new episode out this week. That is Michael and I and our good buddy, Curtis. We are watching every single episode of the hit show 24. We are currently coming up on the last three or four hours of season two, uh, in which the writers of 24 have wandered into a massive misunderstanding of the 25th Amendment. And uh, things are just kind of spiraling downhill from there. They have a um, lot to wrap up in three episodes, and they spent the previous three episodes going into the nuances of the very bad 25th Amendment that they uh, came up with. Also, like, details on how, like, computer chips yeah. work. and troop movements. Oddly. Very odd. But can I say this from what I remember? Boy, how did they do it? They wrapped that <laughs> That's up. That's true. They really, they really snap it in half. Um, beyond that, we love to hear from our fans. And if you want to share a story with us or shoot us a message to have us read to a fellow listener on air or just to kind of say hi, we'd love to hear from our fans and we read every single message we get. And you can shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Uh, please hit us up. We'd love to hear from everybody. And uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? You can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps. And when you do, please hit that subscribe button. Use your dino fist to just punch it. Um, (laughs) And please give us a rating. And if you have some time, a review, Uh, you know, if you want to do it on a couple different services, you know what? I'm not going to stop you. Um, You can also find us on all of your uh, social medias, the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at TILPcast, at TILPcast, or by searching for Trends in Low Places. And please give us a like, a retweet, a follow, a share, whatever you would like to do to let other people know that they should listen to us. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, Michael, what else you got for me? Close us out. Got a shower thought to close us out. Please. If two pregnant women have a fist fight, I don't like this. It's a mecha battle between unborn babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like um, the little dude who rides the robot man in Men in Black. Mm. So yeah. I was thinking like Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It's like just the little baby brain in there controlling it. That assumes that every baby is like Stewie Griffin from Family Guy. That's a good point. Which. We don't know they're not. They don't talk. They're hiding hmm. something. This is coming uncomfortably close to boss baby bullshit, and I don't want to deal with that. Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you, too. Toodles. Toodles.